All right, today's daf is Baba Kama daf Chaf Gimel. We left off on daf Chaf Beis Amin Beis. We were four lines from the bottom. So yesterday, we were in the middle of discussing the sugya of Isha Mishum Chitza versus Isha Mishum Amona. What is the Mechaev of Eish? Is Eish Chayev because it's like you shot an arrow and the arrow went into damage? Or is Eish Chayev because it's like your Mamon, it's like your Behema going out and doing damage that belongs to you and therefore uh, therefore you're Chayev for it? So we brought four rayas from various Mishnayos to uh, try to prove whether Isha Mishum Chitza or Isha Mishum Amona. Now the Gemara is going to go back to basics. going to say, forget about Forget about rayas from Mishnayis. What about Psukim? So the Gemara says, Amar Rava, well, one Pasuk at least, and then we throw in another uh, Bryce also, but uh, four lines from the bottom, Amar Rava, Kro Masnisin Misayele the Rabbi Yochanan. There's both a Pasuk and a Brysa that supports Rabbi Yochanan, that's Isho Mishom Chitzo. So Kra Dixiv, what's the Pasuk? Pasuk says, Kiseitse Eish, uh, and that implies Teitse Me'atzma, right? Teitse Me'atzma, Rashi says, Mashma, Teitse Me'atzma, Mashma, Velek Luk Me'kra, Kishi Hidliku Atzmo Gedisho Shel Chavero. It's not where you go over with a fire and burn something down. No. You start a fire in your own property, and the fire goes out. The fire spreads and goes on its own. Nevertheless, let's go back in the Gemara now. The puzzle continues. It says the one who lit the fire, who lit the uh, who, who, who lit the uh, the Nizik's property, is going to have to pay. What do you mean? How can we call you a mavir if you didn't light anything on fire? You just started a small fire in your own property, and then it went out and it damaged on its own. So you see from here, right? Rashi now back in the Rashi, finishing it up. We still call the guy the Mavir Sabeira, Kilu Hidliko Ba'atzma, as if he himself lit it. Alma Yisho Mishum Chitzah. So we see that the Eish is considered like your arrow, which is an extension of you. It's coming directly from your Kalach, and therefore it's Yisho Mishum Chitzah. So the Pasuk seems to imply that it's not just your Mamun that goes out in his Mazik, where there's a disconnect between you and the actual Hezek, but it seems that it is considered your Hezek, and that's why uh, and that's why it calls the person the Mavir Sebe'era. So that is Raya number one. Masnisa, we have Raya from Bryce as well, Titania, because the Bryce says, Teaches us The pasuk starts out by sounding like it's talking about niske mamono. I mean, he talks about Aish, It says Aish, which implies that the Aish is going out on its own. It doesn't say that you are motzi the Aish, It just says Aish, The Aish is going out. But yet, at the end of the pasuk, it calls you the one who started the fire, the mavir. How can you be the mavir if the ish went out on its own? So you see from here, lomelcha. That's there to teach you, obviously, that it must be that the ish is considered, even though it goes out on its own. Your arrow also goes out on its own once you release it. But the point is that it is obviously a direct result of your actions, and therefore it's considered to be uh, like your arrow. It's considered to be uh, you who did the damage, and not your mamon that does the damage. Fine. That's the uh, the Pasuk and the Brysa that support Rabbi Yochanan. No refutation to either Raya. Amar Rava, Kashlel Abaye. Uh, Abaye was bothered. So let's assume that these rayas are good. is correct. Let's assume Rabbi Yochanan is correct. But there's still a problem. If how can we have a halacha that tamun be'ish is pater? There's one of the each each of the avos nazikin has its own unique uh, unique halachos that relate to it that we discussed earlier in the mesachta, 
Eish, the unique uh, halacha of Eish, is that you're patr on something that's tamun, on something that's hidden from, uh, from, from the eye. So if Isha Mishum Chito, how can you say that tamun be Eish is patr? So what's the problem? So says Rashi, Hechi Mishkachsa, Ilu Adam Zorik Chetz, Vihizik Betamun, Milo Machai Benezak. If someone were to shoot an arrow and it were to damage something that is not exposed, that's a little bit tamun, you don't think he'd be chayiv in the nezek? Of course you can be chayiv in the nezek. It's uh, like the person himself is doing the damage, and therefore uh, it's, he has the halachos of an adam amasik, that you're chayiv in shogik, and all the rest. So there's not going to be any heter of tamun by, of, of tamun by a chayit, by an arrow, and if a works like an arrow, the chiv of Eish is like the chiv of an arrow, then there shouldn't be any, any p'tor of Tamun either by Eish. Lishnachrin, another possible explanation, So says Rashi, another pshad, and what the Gemara is asking over here is, the way an arrow damages is that the, the, the whole point of an arrow is that it has a penetrating ability. It has the ability to penetrate beyond the surface. So it's always going to be mazik things that are tamun. It always has the ability to be mazik things. That's what an ish is for. It's there to be, and not ish, an arrow. That's what an arrow is for. It's there to be mazik things that are, uh, that are tamun. So an arrow, by definition, is, uh, is, is damaging things that are tamun, and still you're going to be chayiv. So how can you say, Yisho Misham Chitzo, and Yisho is still going to be patr for tamun, while Chitzo is chayiv in tamun. If you look at Tosos, Tosos explains it a little more in depth. He says, if you say so the fact that Tamun is Pater doesn't really bother us. What about the fact that every other example of Mamon Hamazik, you're Chayiv in Tamun. When your shore goes and does damage, you're Chayiv in Tamun. Why is that okay? I mean, he tells us bothered by Akasha. The Gemara says, I don't understand. If Aish works Midin Chayit, how could Tamun uh, be, be a Ptor of Aish? Tamun is not a Ptor of Chayit, Fractosos, and if Aish works Midin Mamon, Tamun's not a Ptor of Mamon Hamazik either. When your shore goes and does damage, that's called Mamun Hamazik. Tamun's not a Ptor in Mamun Hamazik. So why is it any better when you say Yishu Mishu Mamono than when you say Yishu Mishu Mchitzo? So says Tosos, Bishal, Man Yom Yishu Mishu Mamono, Ain Tamu De Pater, Tamun, it's no wonder that Tamun is going to be Pater, Avgavdu, Kalmi Yishu Mamono, Kamo Karen Shein Regal, Chayiv Tamun, Sheba Mamon Matsinu Chilukim, Bekaren Shein Veregal, Lehil Chosein. Within Mamun Hamazik, all the different types of Mamun Hamazik, Karen, Shein, Regal, you find all sorts of distinctions. Each one has its own unique halacha. But the point is that by Adam Amazik, once you take it out of the category of Mamun Amazik and you put it in the category of Adam Amazik, you don't find any such distinctions. You don't find any uh, unique uh, elements to Adam Amazik. Adam Amazik is simply Chayiv, period. By Karen, so you have that it's only Chayiv Chatzin Ezek the first time, right? By Shane in the Rosh Hashayach, each one has their own, uh, their, 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 their own, their own halachos that relate to it. Adam Amazik, doesn't make a difference. Adam Amazik, you're always going to be Chayiv. So that's really the Kasha of the Gemara. How can we make, it's not that, I mean, the way Rashi understands it, the, the Kasha, is that uh, whatever whatever Heterim apply to the source of, of Eish, meaning if Eish comes as a result of, uh, the Chayiv of Eish comes as a result of the Chayiv of shooting an arrow, so it has to be subject to all the leniencies of shooting an arrow, and all the, uh, the, the stringencies that, or, and or leniencies of shooting an arrow as well. It has to be patterned after the 
halach of shooting an arrow. Tosus understands that no, it doesn't have to follow the exact pattern necessarily. It's not that what, wherever it comes from it has to follow the exact pattern. The point is that if it's mishum chito, it's adma mazik and adma mazik. There are no distinctions, and that's the point. So how can we be? How can we allow tamun ve'esh? How can we we pater someone for tamun ve'esh? So that was the kasha that Abaye had. Rava reports that Abaye had this kasha. And he answered this kasha as follows. What's the case? A fire started in the chatzar. And a fence that was around that chatzar that would have stopped the fire fell down um, uh, with uh, n- not as a result of the fire, just fell down. And therefore the uh, the fire was able to spread and went and damaged in in another chatzar. So in that case, you're going to have a p'tur of tamun because it, you can no longer say it's ishum ishum chitzo in that case. You know, at that point, the, the chitz is gone already. Rashi, why is it called chitzo? At the time that you shot the arrow, or so, so to speak, which means you lit the fire, it wasn't able, that fire would not have been able to spread into another chatzar and do damage. So your chitz is done. Now, it's just a, it's, it takes on a life of its own, and it's just going and doing damage. It's no longer chitzo. Since it's no longer chitzo, so now you're going to be patran tamun. Um, that's uh, that, that's how, how Rashi understands. Okay, so the um, the the... The, there is a major discussion, obviously, in the Rishonim and Achronim, exactly how you define Tamun. What exactly is Tamun? And also why there's a patur from Tamun. <coughs> Whether it's meeting Ones, that uh, you didn't know it was there, or Stam just exerced But uh, the Chazanish, interestingly, says, what about, uh, the, the Gemara over here talks about a, a wall, that the wall falls down, that a wall is considered, apparently it's considered Tamun, if it was behind a wall, and it's not behind a wall anymore. So now we think of Tamun as something that's hidden under a blanket or something like that, or hidden in a box or something like that. Chazanish says if a wall makes something Tamun, is anything in a house Tamun? If I light someone's house on fire, so maybe everything in the house should be considered Tamun. It's behind the four walls of the house. And then be putter and anything that, uh, that's in the house. So it's an unbelievable kasha, meaning it can't be. Right? It can't be that, you know, that, that anything inside someone's house is going to be considered Tamun. You know there are things in the house, right? so it's, it's very hard to imagine that it would be considered Tamun. So the Chazanish says, yeah, but maybe it's different anyway, because you have, uh, have Ba'ashashis, there are windows in the house. So since there's uh, there's windows in the house, things aren't uh, things are, are are probably definitely not tamun behind a uh, behind a window behind a glass. You're not going to say it's tamun. So maybe that's that's what makes it not tamun that it's not totally enclosed because there are windows. And if there are window shades, so then then it is tamun. So Chaznish comes to maskana somehow that it's not tamun, but it's a it's a strong kasha meaning he brings in our gemara and in our gemara you have you have walls and apparently that's enough. To make something tamun, but anyway, wait a second. Once you say kalul lochitza, what was the case? You started a fire in your own, in your own property. Your walls should have been able to contain that fire. Your walls then fell down for some other reason, and the fire went out. So we said it's no longer your chitz, it's no longer your arrow. But if that's the case, So you shouldn't be chay for anything. Forget about tamun. You shouldn't be chay for anything that the fire does. It's no longer your chitz. If yisham yisham chitzo, and it's not, and your chitz no longer exists. It's not your arrow anymore. It just took on a life of its own, it's going and damaging, so it's no longer yours, so you shouldn't be chay for anything. So says So here's the Chiddush. The Shita that holds Yishu Mishum Chitzo, Rabbi Yochanan, holds not Yishu Mishum Chitzo to the exclusion of Mishum Amono. 
He holds that your fire is not only your mamon, but it's also your chetz. It's both your mamon amazik and your arrow doing damage. And the case is the fence should have been built and you decided not to uh, build it up. So therefore it's as if you had you had this fire, which is your mamon, meaning in terms of the chetz, you're right. Once you went, if at the moment you started the fire, the fence was up, Fine, your putter from in terms of the fact that it's Yishim Mishum because it's not your arrow anymore. But you know what it is? It's still your mamon. It's still like your shar. So let's say you have a fence around your shar to contain your shar, and the fence falls down around your shar. Now the shar could run wild. So you have time, though, to quickly put up another fence. But you decide, ah, why not? Let the shar have his fun. So of course you're going to be chayev for the hezek that the shar does. You should go and try to rebuild the fence as quickly as possible to stop the shar. So the same over here. The fire had a fence around it. It fell down. So true, the fire is not your arrow anymore, but it's still your shar. It's still your mamon. So if you have time to build the fence, you should. And if you don't, you're chayev for mamon amazek, for the, the fire going out and doing damage. So it says, well, okay, so that, that way it makes sense. So frankly, more though, so that's why you're chayev on the galo and you're pater on the tamun. Because you're patra on the it's not Yishim Shemchitzo anyway, it's only Mishim Mamono, but, uh, but you're still going to be Chayiv on the Gali because you could have done something about it. But wait a second, if this is true, that whoever holds Yishim Shemchitzo, the Rabbi Yochanan holds Yishim Shemchitzo, holds that it's not exclusively Mishim Chitzo, it's also Mishim Mamono, then my Benayu, then what's Nafkamina between Yishim Shemchitzo and Yishim Shemamono? If every, if anyway, anytime you're going to be Chayiv, you're going to be pata mishum chitzo, rather. You're going to be chayv mishum b'mono anyway. So what's nafkamina? So if you look at Rashi, my benayhu, Rashi says, hey, when we started the sugi yesterday, we had a Rashi that uh, Tosos didn't like, right? When uh, we had the original machlokas, is isha mishum chitzo or is isha mishum b'mono, right? So what did Rashi say? Rashi said, the nafkamina, whether it's mishum, mishum chitzo or mishum b'mono, is kasal kadaitach tikibineu kigon shehidlik begachelash enoshalau, is if you light with a, with a coal that doesn't belong to you, with a fire that's not yours. So if you hold the Isha Chitzo, you shoot an arrow that's not yours, you're still Chayiv. But if you hold the Isha it's the Balamamonus Chayiv, and it's not your fire, so you wouldn't be Chayiv. Tulsus hated that Nafkamina. He thought that that was a terrible Nafkamina, that you're for sure Chayiv on a fire that's not yours. It doesn't make a difference whether you hold Mishum Chitzo or Mishum Mamono. Rashi, however, Lishitas over here says, when we ask, what's the Nafkamina? Once you say that the Shita that holds Mishum Chitzo also holds Mishum Mamono, says Rashi, what's the Nafkamina? Assuming the Gachelis is yours. Meaning if the Gachelis is not yours, so we have a great nafkamina. If it's you hold only Yisho Mishum Mamono, then uh, if the Gachelis is not yours, you're Pater. But if you hold also Yisho Mishum Chitzo, then even when the Gachelis is not yours, you're going to be Chayv. So that would be the obvious nafkamina, says Rashi. So it must be that we're asking, what's the nafkamina when the Gachelis isn't yours? Then what's the nafkamina between Rabbi Yochanan who says you chayv both mishum chito and mishum mono and Rish Lakish says you only chayv mishum mono? Right when the gachelos does belong to you, there must be some machlokas between them. It can't be that the only nafkamina is if the gachelos doesn't belong to you. Interesting Raya. He says, it can't be that the whole Machlokas is only when the Gechelos doesn't belong to you. Because how did they formulate the Machlokas? 
Isho Mishum Chitzav. Isho Mishum Mamono. His fire is, is, has a din of, 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 of an arrow. His fire has a din of Mamon. So you see that the Machlokas must be when it's his fire also. The Machlokas can't only be when it's somebody else's fire. It has to also be when it's his fire. So Hechad Gachel Shalom. So Bishlam Ad Hashtadash Minun Mishum Chitzav. Dafkav Lav Mishum Mamon. Okada Amrit. Mamon is Pimashasha. Halas Pimashasha. So uh, up until this point, when we said that they're mutually exclusive opinions, that the one that says Mishum Chitza holds not Mishum Mamono. So we have a very simple nafkamina that a, that a, uh, that that uh, has no mamashus and mam, fire has no mamashus. Mamon generally does have uh, mamashus. So nafkamina is you take the case where uh, the, the arrow is not there but it would still be called your mamon namely that the uh, wall falls down but now the question is going to be what's the nafkamina since we know that uh, that, that uh, according to even the sheet that holds Yishim Mishum Chitzo also Yishim Mishum Mamono Fractalsos that uh, there's plenty enough kaminas we could have suggested. How about the following? Says Tosos. Have matzi lemeimer ikibnayu kalhani delel kelav shenatal charara veanchi anuchi begadish. So the Rabbi Yochum Shalim al Shargadish chatzin ezukurash al Shargadish patul. Rabbi Yochum afil lo hitzis begufa shalavet kam levidramin evitamun hechashlo kaluchitza chayv Rabbi Yochum. Says uh, says the the Tosos. All the rayas we brought before to try to prove one side correct, right? We had four rayas yesterday, whether those are nafkaminas. So what do you mean, my Many of those would be good nafkaminas because they, they only work if you hold something beyond mamon. If you hold that it's also midin adamamazik, it's not just misham chitzo. So there are plenty of nafkaminas, but for some reason the Gemara wants to choose a different nafkamina. Okay, so back in the Gemara. So the Gemara wants to know, so what's nafkamina? My binayu, ikabinayu lechayvo barba dvarim. Nafkamina is to be mechayiv in arba dvarim, to be mechayiv. In right? That if you hold mishum chitzo, your other mamazik is chayiv in those things. But we never find mamon mamazik is not chayiv in those things, right? Uh, if, if it's only mishum mamono, so then you're not going to be chayiv in the dalad dvarim. Uh, if you look in Rashi, about halfway through that Rashi, Rashi then then asks the question that Tosos asked. Rashi, but Rashi has an answer. He says, "V'hua dinami kolhani uh, we could have had all the cases before uh, that we brought before the, with the gummel walking the Rosh Hashanah and the load on its back. All these cases where it's only going to be chayiv mishum chitzav, not if it's mishum mono, could we kimnel el? V'haydenak adal dvar mishum dafilu hecha dagachel shalom mashmal diyeshal chiluk b'dvarim. Rashi says, based on what he said before, the only reason we don't choose those cases is because we're trying to show that even when you own the gachelas. There's still a chilek. Va'od demosa deshchiachi. The daladvarim is a much more common nafkamina uh, than all these other strange cases where you have all these hechitimtzas where you're gonna have to come up with a nafkamina. Daladvarim is a much more straightforward and much more simple nafkamina. Okay, weiter. Alacharara mishalim. So we uh, we said that for the charara, when the kelev goes and he takes the charara and he eats the charara and he burns down a gdish with the charara, so uh, you pay for the charara and you pay for the gdish. So man chayiv, who's the one that's chayiv? Bal Kelev, the owner of the dog is going to be Chayiv. So Frek the Gemara, Vil 
chayv nami balgachelas. Why isn't the balgachelas also chayv? What do we want the balgachelas to be chayv? The one who owns the coal that was used to start the fire uh, that the dog took. What do we want him to be chayv exactly? So says Rashi. Everyone holds Isha Mishumamono. According to Rabbi Yochanan, who thinks that on the Gdish that you burn down, you're only Chayiv Chatsi Nezek because it's Soros, let the Balagachelis pay the other half. The Hamamono, who gets his money, and according to Rishlakish, that you putter on the Gdish entirely, so then you should pay the uh, the, the Gachelis, should pay the whole thing. Let the Balagachelis pay the entire money, meaning basically the Balagachelis should pay whatever the Balagachelis is not going to be chayiv to pay. Whatever you're not chayiv for your animal doing, the one who owns the fire should be chayiv to, to pay for. So that's the uh, so Sasagumar's question. Um, the, uh, the Rashi points out that at this point we don't yet realize that the Gacheles uh, and, and the Harara are owned, and the Gadish rather, are owned by the same person. Meaning that's why you can't say that the Bala Gacheles is have to pay for the Gadish that he owns, because it's owned by the same person. That's actually the case. The Gemara is going to make such from the Kimta, but we don't yet have that Kimta, so we don't yet realize that. Tosos thinks we do realize that already. Tosos in Ibrahim Asavel says, Hai Lish and Lav Dafka. We don't really mean to say that the Bala Gacheles should be Chayv, though we took him a Dachal of Gadish to Bala Harara, because it's his Gadish. It's his, uh, right? It's his, it's his pile of whatever, of wheat that you're burning down. El Kolomar she Yiftar Bala Kelev Michelko shall Bala Gacheles. No, what we mean to say is that you should only have to pay a quarter, that he should be, the Bala Kelev should be putter from the Chelek of the Bala Gechelis, and you should only have to pay Revia. Why don't we just ask straightforward, why doesn't the Bala Kelev become putter from the, uh, from the Harara? Vinir Mikal Ledaktik says, Tos is an unbelievable Chiddush. Says he says we can be medactic from here to Yosir Yeshla Adam Lizarat Mashalo Yazak Acherim Mishalo Yuzak. A person ha- is responsible to make greater protection that he not damage others than that his stuff doesn't get damaged. Shemachuyev Lishma Gachalto Menakelev Afal Pisha in Lo Rushusli Kanis Lebeso Kadeshlo Yazak Acherim. Meaning, I I, I have to protect my property because it's my property. I don't want dogs coming into my property. And I obviously put up some protection to make sure dogs don't come into my property. Yet still, even though I put up some protection to make sure dogs, stray dogs don't come into my property, I have to have an extra protection on anything dangerous I have within my property that might be removed by a dog from my property to go do damage. Because the level of protection that I would protect my own property is not good enough when it comes to the protection that I have to make sure that my stuff doesn't damage other people. And therefore, just because I have a certain level of protection to make sure a dog doesn't come into my property, that's not going to exempt me when, my, when that dog takes something from my property and does damage with it. I have to be more careful about the damage that I do than the damage that happens to me. And I have to do whatever I can to make sure that no dog comes and takes, the, takes this charara. So anyway, that's the Yisod that Tulsa says, an unbelievable Yisod, that you have to be more careful about doing damage than about having damage done to yourself. Sharmin Tzadim Balacha tries to compare this to, uh, to, to uh, the Zahirus one has to have, that he not eat an Isser versus being machshil other people to eating Isurim. But I think it's, uh, it's not necessarily such a great comparison. I mean, he, he asks it as a kasha. We know that 
it's a worse iser for you to eat some to eat machalos asuros than it is for you to cause others to eat machalos asuros. Why is it a worse iser? How does he know that? Because the uh, the Tulsa says in a few places in Shas that when we say that um, that that it can never be that a tzaddik is going to be uh, is going to is going to eat something a davertame. So that's only that he's going to eat something uh, that's a davertame, but to cause someone else to violate the iser of uh, of eating. So that could be that that it's tzaddik will batakala yado that some uh, some takala will come about through his hands even though uh, even though uh, the tzaddik himself would never end up eating something like that. He would never end up eating a davarasir. So he says, so I don't understand. Over here, it sounds like a person is. Has is is has to be more careful about not damaging others and not damaging himself. But the obvious chiluk is over here. We're not talking about iser. We're talking about damaging. You have to be more careful with other people's property than you would be with your own property. That's all Tosos is saying over here. When it comes to iser, uh, maybe that's that's not the case. Maybe you have to be more careful with your own spiritual well-being and your own uh, your own shmira of uh, from isurim than you do with other people's shmira from from isurim with other people's spiritual well-being. Anyway, back in the Gemara. So we said, who's chayiv the bal kelav is chayiv. So why isn't the bal gachel chayiv? He watched over his gachalos, so he's not going to be chayiv. Frankly, Mark, wait a second. If he watched over his gachalos, what's what's the dog doing there? So the Gemara says bishachatar. No, it must be that uh, the dog dug his way through. So if the dog dug his way through, that's that, that's normal. Uh, normally, dogs dig their way through things, and therefore. Even though the guy watched over his gachelas, it's not going to be considered totally out of the ordinary that the dog made it through. That's why the balakelav is going to be chayiv. Also, is going to be chayiv because it's not totally unusual for a dog to make it through because a stam delas dogs make their way through the the delas. <laughs> Fractosus, but wait a second. We said the balakelas is pater because he watched over his gachelas. But if every single dog in the world can break through, can dig their way through, if stam delosos are, uh, you know, chaturosein, dogs can dig under stam delosos, so how can you call that shmira on the gachelos? That's not shmira. Fractals, because shashimah gachelto vim tomer, ma shmira yizu? Kimit shiachal hakelav likanisham bechatir, the stam delosos chaturosein etel kelav. So answers tosos, unbelievable, he says, v'yashlomar kimit denatar kedenatar yotri, lat rechu rabban and tfei. You did what normal people do to protect their fields. I, it doesn't really work. If that's what normal people do, that's the most we can expect from you. Unbelievable, no? Just because that's when Stamdalasos dogs break through. Yeah, but most people don't don't uh, account for that. They don't put uh, they don't put an electric fence. They don't, whatever. They don't they don't put something there to make sure that the dog won't be able to get through. Uh, so steel reinforcements or whatever. They don't do that. So since they don't do that, um, you're not responsible to do any more than what normal people do. Fine. The achlahecha. Where did the animal eat this uh, this this harara? Ilem the achla begadish. If it ate it by the gadish, by begadish the alma by stama gadish that belongs to someone else. Habin and beer b'steyacher v'leka. But don't you require beer b'steyacher, and uh, you don't have that. Meaning, in order for shame to be chayiv, it has to be uh, it has to be in the rishos hanizik. The if it's not in the bala harara's property, meaning if I, if if Ruvain's dog goes and takes Shimon's harara and goes and burns down Levi's Gaddish and eats the Harara by Levi's Gaddish, 
It's not in Shimon's property. So how could you be chayv for the charara of Shimon? You're only chayv for the charara of Shimon when you when the shein is done in Shimon's property. When you eat Shimon's food in Shimon's property, so you don't have that. So it says more l'tzricha da achol begadish tbal charara. So this is where we make the ukimta. The Rashi tells us alluded to before that no, the same guy who owns the charara owns the gadish. So when the dog eats the charara by the gadish, he's eating it in Shimon's property, and therefore he's going to be chayv. So it says more tifshad. We should see. We should derive from here. The that the mouth of a para has a din of a chatzra nizik, that the mouth of the cow has a din of a chatzra nizik. Meaning, even though it's, my, it's Ruvain's cow that's, that's doing the damage, it's eating, it's not considered to be damage done in Ruvain's property because it's in Ruvain's cow's mouth. No, it's where the cow is taking the food from with its mouth. Because if the cow were in the chatzra, it were considered to be the chatzra mazik, if the mouth of the cow were considered the chatzra mazik, then uh, the, uh, the, the, the owner of the dog could say, what's your, what's your cake doing in my dog's mouth? It's my dog's, my dog's mouth is my property. So you can't be of me for stuff that happens in his mouth. That's my property. Leave your cakes out of my dog's mouth, out of my property. So Frechting Mar, that sounds ridiculous. The first thing Mar is going to say, because we know that there is this general shaila out there, that in general we have this shaila whether pipar is kechatzar and nizuk kechatzar mazik. Frechting Mar, wait a second, that's ridiculous. The mouth of the cow should be considered the chatzar amazik, and therefore any time my animal does damage with its mouth, I could say, oh, you should have left your stuff out of my property. My animal mouth is my property. That's crazy. When else you gonna, where would you ever have a case that Shane is chayev? Anytime an animal does any damage with its mouth, I'm going to be potter, because I'm going to say, yeah, you should have kept your valuable stuff out of my animal's mouth. That's my property. So you're never going to have a case of Shane that's chayev. Unbelievable havamina. The Gemara says, no, I'll tell you how Shane could be chayev, where it doesn't use its mouth. Meaning, Shane is just an, a, the, the, the heading to the category. But what's included in the category of Shane? Anything the animal does for its own benefit, for its own enjoyment. Like the animal rubs itself up against a wall to, uh, to scratch its back or something against the wall. So that's the, animal, that's the animal doing something for its own enjoyment. If the animal destroys the wall while it does that, so that's Shane! So that's going to be a case where it's Shane Berushos Hanizik, where you're going to be Chayev for Shane. Or the animal Tanfa Peros, the animal rolls around in, uh, in fruits. So again, it's not in the animal's mouth. That's going to be a case of Shane. So ironically, according to this, Shane is never going to be Chayev when it's actually done with the Shane, right? With the Shinaim, when it's actually done with the teeth, because that's inside the mouth, and inside the mouth is your own, uh, is your own Rishus, is the Rishus Amazik, it's not the Rishus Amazik. But one of the qualities of Shane also is that it's able to totally destroy the item, meaning when a part of the, uh, when, when an animal eats something, it completely gets rid of it. It, it, it eats it, it ingests it. When an animal rubs against the wall, it's not, it doesn't totally destroy, it doesn't uh, take, it's not Yevaira Tumo, it doesn't make something disappear. It changes its form. It used to be a wall that's standing in one piece. Now it's a wall that's broken in bricks on the floor. It's a pile of bricks on the floor, but it's still there. The mamashas of it is still there. You don't have Yevara Galalad Tumo. Uh, if the only example of shame that you're going to be for is the animal rubbing itself against the wall. So it says, Ravina No, Ravina says the case is not that you're going to be chayef for the wall, but the wall had some sort of picture on it, some sort of image on it. And the animal rubbed its body against that image and destroyed the image. Now that was a Picasso. That was a very 
very, very expensive piece of art that was on that wall, and the animal has rubbed it out entirely. So that's what it's going to be high for, for the art that it destroyed from the wall. Ravashi Amr de Pasi Pesue. Ravashi says when it, uh, when it rolls on, on, on the, uh, on the, Peros in such a way that it covers it in mud to the point that you can't pick the peros. So that's uh, that's also going to be that the peros aren't there anymore. It's as if the peros don't exist anymore. Okay, Tashima. So I'm going to try to bring a raya whether uh, whether whether the shein is the rishus hamazik or it's the rishus nizik. But wait a second. We already proved that it's got to be kachatzer nizik dami. We started. We only brought up the question of whether it's kachatzer nizik kachatzer mazik. Agav the fact that we had a proof that it was kachatzer nizik. Right? We said that the case of the dog taking the coal was the dog. Reuven's dog takes Shimon's coal, goes right over to Shimon's gadish and eats the coal by Shimon's gadish and is chayyur for eating the coal. So the Gemara says, you see that the animal's mouth has a din of a chatzar nizik. That's why he's chayiv. And then once we mentioned, we said, and the reason we're mentioning that is because there's this shayla out there, whether it's chatzar nizik, chatzar mazik. But you see from here that it's chatzar nizik. But wait a second, if we've already proved it, what's the tashima? Why are we bringing a further proof? So the uh, Yad Malachi writes in, in the name of the Halicha Solom, this Korba Sharmin Sar Malacha, that the Gemara very often, after it brings a proof, still likes to prove from all the places it can. Uh, there are other examples of this in Shas as well. The Gemara in the beginning of Pesachim, for instance, when it tries to prove that Or Urtahu, that when the first word of Mesachas Pesachim, or, or Larbaasa, the Gemara wants to prove that it means night. So the Gemara proves it like four or five times. The Gemara proves it over and over again. The Rishonim of there discuss why it's necessary for the Gemara to prove it over and over again. The Rishonim say, well, maybe that's because the word or really means the opposite of night. So that's why you need to prove it over and over again over there. But perhaps normally we wouldn't do that, one would assume. Now, they say, but the Yad says, no, it's normal for the Gemara to try to exhaust all possibilities. The Rush, Masechus Bab Basra, uh, says that no, we don't find that the Gemara does that. Lomatzinu that basa de pashra baya shiavi od tashima live shodabaya. We don't find that after we're ready poshet shaila that we bring another tashima. I what's the rush going to do with the Gemara Psachim? So maybe like we said that 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 was a unique case because the word really means the opposite of night. So we need to prove the word normally means the opposite of night. So we need to prove that in that context it could also mean night. But maybe enochinami normally when you have just a regular shaila alacha, it's not normal to go bring the tashima once we've answer the question. thing is, our Gemara strongly implies that it is normal, because we've already answered the question, and now we're bringing another Tashima. So let's see, what's the Tashima? Tashima. Shisabas pater. If you uh, sick a dog on somebody, or a snake on somebody, so you're going to be pater. Man pater, who's pater? Meshasa pater v'chayv bal kelev. The one who uh, provokes the dog is pater, but the uh, owner of the dog is going to be chayv. But if you say that the mouth of the dog has a din of chatzramazik, let the owner of the dog say, Why is your hand in my dog's mouth? You want, just because my dog bit your hand off, you want me to be chayiv? Keep your hand out of my dog's mouth and, I, and uh, it won't be chayiv. So, um, so uh, the uh, answer Gemara, the owner of the dog is going to be pater, but uh, the point is that the, the mishasa is also going to be pater. Everyone's going to be pater, because maybe the mouth of the dog is a din of a chatzra mazik, and if it has a din of a chatzra mazik, the, the dog owner is going to be pater for any damage that's done. Or it could be a case where the dog took out its teeth, be outside of its mouth, so to speak, meaning it opened up its mouth in a way that it, that its teeth came out and scratched the guy. So the guy's hand was never in the dog's mouth. The dog scratched with its teeth on the guy's hand, not by 
you know, I can't demonstrate, uh, you know, but not by not by sticking the mouth, the, the hand directly into the mouth. Frek tells us, why don't we come up with a different answer? Tells us, wait a second, why don't we just give the answer that the guy didn't stick his hand into the dog's mouth. The dog took the guy's hand off. The guy was walking on the street, dog jumped up and bit the guy's hand off. So Tulsa assumes that that would not be a case of inside the dog's mouth. I think the way Rashi's been assuming and the way we've been assuming up until now is that no, that's the whole kunz over here. Is that you can never be chayiv when something's in your animal's mouth because regardless of how it got there, once it's in the mouth, it's the chatzar amazik. Right, it's not the chatzar amazik, but Tosos assumes that it depends who initiates. He says, We happen to be assuming, Tosos assumes that the whole assumption of the Gemara is that you stuck your hand into the dog's mouth. And we're saying, if you stuck your hand into the dog's mouth, the owner of the dog could say, what in the world is your hand doing in my dog's mouth? But it doesn't sound that that's what uh, the Gemara was assuming. It sounds like the Gemara was assuming that even when the dog takes your hand into his mouth, the owner of the dog can still say, what's your hand doing in my dog's mouth? Tashma, I'll bring another raya. If I, if I put a snake on you, so uh, to make it bite you, so Rabbi says, uh, that, that Rabbi Huda holds that the, the, the poison of the snake is right between its teeth. It's right there. I Meaning it's not that the snake willfully tries to bite you and hurt you. It's that the snake snake's poison is right there. If the snake's teeth come in contact with you, it's going to it's going to to release its venom. So therefore, when I'm taking a snake and I'm trying to stick it on you, it's the same thing as taking a sword and trying to stab you. So therefore, the 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 one who's Sticking the snake is going to be chayiv, and the nachash is going to be pater. That the snake, uh, the snake on its own, decides to release its venom. So it's the nachash who's uh, going to get skila, but the one who's uh, who's taking the snake and sticking it on you is going to be pater. Why is he pater? So Rashi says uh, the same reason. Well, Rashi said it by, before by the uh, by the pater mishasa that it's grama benazikin that if the animal is a, is a dangerous animal and I'm just uh, provoking it but it's the animal acting on its own through its own uh, its, its, its own accord that's only considered grama and by grama I'm going to be part of, you're always part of grama ben Azikin. says the Arsameach the Arsameach in Hilfus Ritzeach Perak Aleph Halachaches writes that let's say I see someone running after somebody else with a snake in his hand trying to, to kill him Ruvain's running after Shimon with a snake in his hand trying to kill Shimon with the snake now if Ruvain is successful in killing Shimon Ruvain's going to be part because it's only grama can I kill Ruvain to protect Shimon? Generally, if I see Ruvain with a gun in his hand chasing after Shimon, I'm allowed to kill Ruvain. Am I allowed to kill Ruvain if Ruvain's only going to kill in a way where he's going to be Pater? So says Arsmech, yes, because the din of, uh, of, be, of being Matzal and Benafsho, of saving a person's life by killing the potential murderer, has nothing to do with whether the murderer is going to be Chayef for his murder or not. It has nothing to do with whether he's a Bar Chiyuva in that kind of murder. It has to do with saving a life. And since it has to do with saving life, so mainly you're allowed to you're, you're allowed to kill Ruvain. But this is an interesting idea that grama. When I have a dog do work for me, that's called grama. It's a very interesting concept because that the, while it's true by Nazikin, grama by Nazikin is pater, and but yet it's still asr. I'm not allowed to do 
damage with grama on purpose. But when it comes to the Shabbos, grama benazik and his mutter, you're allowed to do grama on Shabbos, right? All these uh, the whole Tzoman Institute is based on the fact that grama is mutter. That's why they come up with all these different grama devices, right? The whole point is that grama is grama is mutter b'shas At least Rama writes got to be b'shas But grama is mutter when it's a, when it's a shas hachak. So can I just have my dog do anything for me on Shabbos? Let my dog do all my work. I could have my dog turn on my lights for me and my dog to let it, let, let the just have a well trained dog and uh, grama b'shas Shabbos is totally mutter. So it happens to be there are other isurim involved. Besides for the grama issue, there are other isurim. There's a pasuk in, happens to be an inconvenient pasuk in the Torah. The pasuk in the Torah says it would be worth it to own a dog then, right? But the pasuk in the Torah says that, that uh, you have to have not only shvisa of yourself, but shvisa of your behema and of your avadim and of your children on Shabbos. So you're not allowed to put your dog to work on Shabbos. You're not allowed to have it do malach on Shabbos. So it's asumitam that. But in terms of, uh, in terms of malach Shabbos, it's only grama. It's not called your malach. All right, anyway, But if the pipar really had a din of let the owner of the snake say, What's your hand doing in my snake's mouth? So says, No, maybe that's different, because maybe when it comes to killing, we don't say, uh, we, 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 we're not going to say that the pipara has a din of the chatzra mazik. How do we know, how do I know that killing is different? Titania, we have a brisa. Someone goes into the the the, the uh, pro- someone else's property. Reuven goes into Shimon's property without permission. Shimon's shor comes and kills Reuven. So hashor b'skila ubailim peturim. The shor gets skila uh, for killing, and the bailim are pater. Are pater mina kofer. Are pater from paying kofer. Bailim peturim mina kofer. My time now. Why are the bailim pater from kofer? Damer labor shusi my bias because he could say, what's your uh, what are you doing in my property? You shouldn't have trespassed, and then you wouldn't have gotten killed. So he's going to be put from paying the kofar. Shorunami lay but then why can't the shar say the same thing? My boss, Bereshusi, the shar could say, I'm a watch shar. That's what I'm supposed to do. You trespassed, I killed you. Why should I get skila now? I mean, obviously the shar not talking, but the owner of the shar should be able to say that my shar shouldn't be chayv skila for killing. It was uh, the guy trespassed. But you see that when 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 it comes to killing, it's different. We don't say such things by killing. That by killing, no questions asked. We got to take care of the the mazik. Hanu easy the beitarvu to have the Rav Yosef. There were these goats that belonged to the beitarvu that would cause all sorts of damage to Rav Yosef. Rav Yosef said to Abaye, "Zil Can you please go tell the owners of these goats that he should watch his goats a little better so they don't damage my property? Amalei Abaye said, Amai Ezel, why should I bother going telling them that? Zilna, you know what they're going to say right back to me? They'll say, why don't you just build a fence so that the goats get, don't get in there? It's not their responsibility to watch the goats, it's your responsibility to watch your field. Wait a second, if it's everyone's responsibility to build a fence around their field, how do you ever have a case of Shane where, where someone's going to be chayef for Shane? Meaning, if, if I don't have a fence in my field and your animal comes into my field and damages, you're able to tell me, no, nah, I'm not going to pay you, build a fence. But if uh, if I do build a fence, your animal's never going to get in. So there's never going to be a case of shame that's going to be chayiv. So it says, well, no, there could still be a case. Kishachat, or the animal digs into the field. It digs through a tunnel. Inami dinafel guda belayle, or maybe the, the fence fell down at night. So the guy who owns the field did his part. He built the fence. He didn't know in the middle of the night that the fence fell down. Now, the truth is, the uh, if it must be that the balakelev did know, that the owner of the dog or the gdi that broke into the field did know that the fence, uh, the, the fence fell down. And that 
that's why he's chayev for his kisar and shmira, right? Because he knew the fence fell down, so you know he should have uh, been more careful. The owner of the field didn't know, so that's why that's going to be a case of shame. That's going to be uh, that's going to be chayev. Now Tosos over here says that really Abaye. Uh, was not saying what the halacha really is. Um, he, meaning Abai said, I don't want to go because they're going to tell me to just tell you to build a fence. It's not really his responsibility. He just didn't want to go there. Uh, because he says that all the cases, you have all the cases in the homosechta, are, are, uh, we know it's the responsibility of the owner of the animal to make sure that the animal doesn't go and do damage, even when there's no fence. Right? The animal eats from the Pesach HaChanus or from the Chanus itself. There's no fence by the Chanus. Why can't you say, build a fence around your Chanus, put a chain over there or something, put a, you know, so so my animal doesn't get in there. No, you don't have such a taina. There's no such taina that exists. One more story. Machrus of Yosef Itam Rabba the Sulkin Laelo Dinachtan Latasa'a. Rav Yosef, and some say Rabbah announced that those who are coming to Sulkin Le'elu, those who are going from Babel to Eretzol, do Nachtin Le'tasa, and those who are going from Eretzol to Babel, should be aware of the following halacha, that Hani Izi Deshuka de Mafsadi, Masrin B'Marayu Treyatlasa Zim, in that if there are these goats in the market, and now Izi Deshuka, Rashi says, are goats that are anyway supposed to be shechted, that are uh, that, that are earmarked to be shechted, and uh, they're doing damage to people, uh, we warn you two or three times, Itzayis Tzayis, so that better stop doing damage and this is even if it's in Rishus Rabbim, if it's damage that, sh- that you shouldn't be chayev for. But still, if it's doing damage, you, you're warned two or three times, and if you listen, you listen. And if not, we're just going to shech the animal, and we're going to sell the meat, because uh, it's your responsibility to make sure that the animal doesn't do damage, even b'makom, that you're not going to be chayev to pay for the damage. What's trade tlasazim, and what is it? Do we warn him two times or three times? So if Yosef Engel writes in the Gulyan Yashas over here, that trade tlasazim, it depends on the machlokas, whether you hold two times as a or three times as a chazaka. That's what we have throughout Shas. We always assume it's two or three.